Good afternoon and welcome to Tree Talk, episode 162. Myself, Jack Neville, and Matt O'Callaghan of the Weekly Observer and Vale Star. Another brilliant weekend of action to look forward to. We have the, both ladies' football finals this Sunday in the two scale crowns. We also have the Junior A hurling final in Caroline and St. Kieran's. We have a new Camogie manager. We have Junior B semi-finals to look forward to as well. So do stay tuned for all that and more. Impression the game, we get old with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go out and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Phil Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Shorty Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Out there from the world court today. No more about it. They made all the running. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact of it. And that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? Here comes Kieran Curry. Curry leading the charge of the left today. 45 minutes out. He's a chance to score. He's going to win. He's going to win. There's no sympathy in this game for anybody. Matt, three days out from three more county finals. How are you today and, and this Wednesday? I'm I'm really good and really really looking forward to, to really looking forward to the weekend and like it, it's a weekend in which we have uh, we have a bit of variety this weekend now, Jack. Across three codes, we have we have uh, big day and ladies football, of course, on Sunday, and we have um, we have the junior A um, county final, which is always a red letter day in Limerick hurling, mm. and. Um, it, it, it was the second most important day in Limerick Hurling until the introduction of intermediate, um, and um, of course we have we have the B semi-finals in hurling and football. And like as as we said last week, Jack, it, it's great to have B semi-finals. It's great to have a B competition because COVID saw to it that we didn't have a, B, a county B competition last year, which was which was very very disappointing. But in the circumstances, is understandable. But um, it's it's great. It's back, and we're 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 down to the semi-finals, and we'll we'll know who the finals finalists will be come Sunday uh, come Sunday evening. Yeah, we've been getting boosts over the last few days. Obviously, John Lillis was announced as the new Kamoi manager last night, and we'll get to that um, more. But before that, we got the news that, um, obviously, the ladies' football finals are being played in the Gaelic Crowns, and so will next weekend's um, Kamoi finals. And I suppose it's brilliant and acknowledgement of the hard work that goes in with um, ladies' football and Kamoi in the county. Absolutely, and 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 full full marks to to Limerick GA for acknowledging it and and making the facility available to them. Um, it 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 um, it it's absolutely fantastic to think that the girls will get the chance to trot out on the Gaelic grounds on on Saturday, sorry, on Sunday, and 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 again the following week. And and it's 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 only fitting um, that that we would have that type of cooperation. <clears throat> it was very interesting there, Jack. You at the weekend, you'll probably have seen it, whereby the meet men's and women's football finals were played as a double header. Yeah, that that may that may be the future. Now I know that um, uh, that this double header concept, which is a very very good concept in my view, um, and if 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 we are to have a meeting and, and further the one club concept and the whole. The whole integration of the four codes, um, it's very, very important that, that 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 we have more of it. And it's certainly not for the want of trying and driving it on the part of the LGFA, 
who have been to the forefront in 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 um, putting double fixtures ahead. They've put them, uh, um, uh, men's and ladies' fixtures together in Cork, and they've done it in Mayo, and they've done it in a couple of counties. Um, it it, it kind of got scuppered there a bit with with with, with the COVID, but I, I have no doubt it will be revisited again in, in the very, very near future. And it's to the mutual benefit of both codes, let's face it. Yeah, and mean. like the the Mead County chairman was was um, came out after and and like he was waxing lyrical about the um, about about the success of the day and I, I have no doubt it it, it 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 was a huge success. Now I suppose in many ways it, it, it may have been the right place to try it um, for for the simple reason that there is a huge strong um, uh, expectation in Mead men's football. All along, and um, over the years, um, it's it's part of their DNA that they're that they're strong in men's football. And I suppose the signs that they have shown between um, in in the last year or two um, would suggest that they may be able to challenge um, Dublin's dominance in the Leinster Championship in the not too distant future. And of course. From the ladies' point of view, they had that spectacular All Ireland win. So, like, ladies' football was real currency in in, in meat at the, at, the, at the present time, and and um, it was an ideal place to try it, and it it certainly worked, and it was very 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 successful by all accounts. Yeah, it definitely looked successful anyway on television, and I suppose hopefully we'll have the same as we did in the hurling a few weeks and weekend, weekends ago. We had loads of music playing and those attractions just for a nice family day out. So hopefully we'll have more of the same on Sunday. We'll talk about the games. Uh, that, that was innovative, Jackie, on 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 the part of of, of Limerick. Yeah. Um, it, it 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 was ambitious. They 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 had they had a whole um, myriad of side shows going on, as it were. You you, you know they had the honor honoring the relatives of the twenty one team. Them honoring the ninety six team. You know, it, it was a huge logistical task to take on, and they carried it off. And I say, well done. And it certainly added to the occasion. It added to the flavor of the occasion. It added to the atmosphere of the occasion. And certainly, it's something that you know, going forward, that they should certainly consider sticking with. Yeah, and hopefully, we'll have more more of the same on Sunday. Talking about the game, we'll start with the senior final between Barry Landers and Mona Gay. You you saw by Landers in the semi final they beat the Old Mill by three points. I suppose what impressed you on the day from the south side? Yeah, they started very brightly, Jack. Um, they were probably on a hiding to nothing, as 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 we we said. Um, now Ballylanders go into the final, Jack, and the only team they have beaten in the championship is Old Mill, because in 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 the group stages they drew in the first round with um, with. Um, St. Elby's, the, the 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 now dethroned champions, mm. and um, they had a, they had a comprehensive six eight eight points win over over Old Mill, and um, the vagaries of the system and the format threw up that they should meet again in the semi final, because um, like Old Mill had to go through the quarter final um, route, and they they beat um. They, they, they beat Fiona Castleman, which for them was a bit of a landmark victory. Um, but, uh, Jack, it was never going to be a six-goal game on, on last Sunday. Now, Ballylanders started off on, on the front foot, looked good, um, contained um, Old Mill to a single point in, 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 in the first half. 
And, you know, I got a sense at different stages through the game, even though Ballylanders looked comfortably like that there could be a kick in Old Mill. And it certainly came towards the end. Aris Kennelly got an absolutely uh, a cracker of a goal. And at that stage, there was only two points in it. And there was, what, maybe four or five minutes, including injury time left. So, like, a smash and grab uh, situation was set up. And, um, like, you know, credit Old Mill because um, they set out in such a way defensively that, that, um, you you know, that they they completely marked the threat and um, worked very, very hard on the threat posed by Catty Mee and Andre O'Sullivan, who who would be the key players, and to a lesser extent, Leisha Brown and... and, um, like actually, Sophie O'Sullivan did. Uh, Sophie uh, Hennessy made a couple of uh, a couple of very good saves, and including a stunning save with, within a minute of the restart of the second half from Anya McGrath. But um, other than that, they, they, they didn't appear. Ballylanders didn't appear to open them up as as we expected that they would in in, in light of, of of what happened in the previous meeting. Um, but certainly, um, Ballylanders showed a little bit of ring rustiness. And it comes down to this thing again, where we talk about the, the advantage of having a quarterfinal vis-a-vis the team that goes directly to the semifinal. Ballylanders went directly to the semifinal. And I know you were at the Monaghan game, and Monaghan did the same, and, and Drum Bradford did the same. But like we spoke last week, and I think we flagged it, Jack. And maybe I'm digressing for a bit now, but just on the on the point of semi-finals versus um, quarter-finals, um, we we highlighted the fact that Mungret were six weeks without a game, and there's no doubt it militated against them in 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 the in the semi-final, and that's not to detract for one minute from Ula's achievement of getting over the line in that one. Yeah, and we'll get on to that, that intermediate um, final in a minute. But just on Monaghan, St. Elvis, I was at the game in Clarina, and even though Monaghan had had that break, they, they hit the ground running. Um, they had a point within a few minutes from Katrina Davis. Karen O'Leary had a, had a point then, and it could have been a goal. She was in on goal, and she was kind of dragged down as she was shooting, and it went over the bar, and she was left as a score. But it was definitely a penalty if she didn't score it. Um, Karen was exceptional on the day at wing forward. I'd, I'd seen her play wing back a lot of times, but... Going forward, seeing some position for her, she was able to get up and down the line. But approaching half time, it was eight points to no score. And then Grace Lee got a, got a goal, a, a, an effort just dropped in over the head of the, the Elby's goalie. And the game looked over at half time. Now, to their credit, St. Elby's in, introduced Mariah Cavan at half time. She got a score straight away. Ema Ryan got, got a brace of free. And you're thinking, look, we could have a comeback here. But um, Karen O'Leary went up and scored a, a, goal, or a point at the other end for. Um, Monaghan and they just kind of eased to win St. Elby's did get a goal but just overall Monaghan were exceptional on the day they, they controlled the game they got their lead early on controlled the game till the end and I know Betty Landers did the same probably a bit closer but the importance of getting that lead early and it's the two standout teams and you would imagine if one of the teams can get the upper hand quickly they will be hard to beat come Sunday Absolutely true, and you know I never cease lamenting the fact that that um, Karen O'Leary does, doesn't play with the Limerick footballers. Um, to me, she's one of the best club footballers in in the county. A fantastic ball carrier, and and um, you you saw it firsthand, Jack. I, I I have seen it in the, seen it in the past, and um, yeah, it 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 it, it, it you know. 
Now the game has gone back to two fifteen, Jack. Yeah. From from two o'clock. Um, just just to make that point, the reason behind it, I don't know. It's only fifteen minutes either way, anyway. But yeah, you you the start will be hugely important in this one. Absolutely, hugely, hugely important. And like we saw the importance of of of, of the stats last weekend. Now I I saw two games on on Sunday, and I I'll, I'll be talking about the drum the drum game in a minute. But um, Dalilanders got the stat. You know, all right, they got an early point, and um, Iris Canelli equalized almost immediately. And but after that, it was Ballylanders incrementally, patiently building the lead, and they had they had it built up by by, by halftime. And um, um, you know, um, it, it was very very hard for um, it was nine points to two at one stage. Um, but 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 credit all mill. Um, they kept any chance they got for a point. Um, they took it. Now Bellylanders um, lost Ross Highland after two minutes. Their midfielder through through injury, which you know was, was certainly a blow and a certainly a blow to the game plan. If you lose one of your midfielders, and especially um, you, you one of your midfielders when 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 they're confronted with the prowess of of of, of Roisin Ambrose, who I thought had a fine game for 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 Old Mill. Um, uh, so um, that aside, now let's hope that Wish Rose the very best and that 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 she, that she'll be okay for Sunday. But um, she had to leave the field after two minutes, so that that was a bloated Ballylander strategy. But they seemed to take it in the, in, in their stride there in in the first half, and as I said, incrementally built up the lead and restricted all mill to a single point in the first half. But um, even in that first half. Old Mill threatened very little, Jack. You know, they offered very little. But, you, you know, when the game was slipping away in the final quarter, they seemed to offer an awful lot more. They, in many ways, mirrored, um, mirrored um, uh, Newcastle West in the football final. In, 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 in that they came with a late surge. And as I said, they reduced the margin to two points. And, you know, at that stage, it, it, it was 10 points to 1-5. Now, Christy Carroll got a very, very good point to settle Ballylanders after that. But, you know, it, 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 it was game on, you know. And, like, where they found the first goal, which, which was excellently crafted and, and absolutely sublimely finished by Iris Kennelly, um, that, that um, you know, they, they could easily have found the second, perhaps. But I, I suppose it's testimony to Ballylanders that, um, when the when the pressure came on and late pressure comes on and the momentum is with the opposition, very often teams wilt. And uh, but no, Ballylanders, you know, they stood firm, didn't panic, and saw the game out. Yeah, talking about the defensive there, um, Monaghan were excellent, and they limited Saint Elvis to very, very little. They obviously they they get them get shut them out completely in the first half. Now. Neve Ryan did have a shot that hit the crossbar. Emer Ryan had one that hit the post. They did hit the woodwork three times, but never really looked like scoring. There was Neve Ryan's effort was from fairly far out. But I thought in the half back line, Deborah Murphy and Laurie O'Connor were very, very good. And Kate Geary and Yvonne Lee behind him, then the full back line are kind of in around there, were also excellent. So Battle Landers will find it very hard to break down. But going forward, then they were very, very strong, were Monaghan. And look, it, it's no surprise when you look at the players they have. Like Katrina Davis, um, Karen O'Leary mentioned a good few times, Ella Wheel and Amy Curtin, these kind mm -hmm. of girls, they were 
They're, they just tore LBs up and they could have been further ahead. And I think they got so far ahead and um, it was curtains because they didn't really look like scoring in the second half, but didn't look like conceding either. But this game, like it's 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 probably so far long ago, but 2018 they played in a final in 2017. They got one each. This could be seen as kind of a dead rubber, but they won't be thinking about them games. Every game, every final is in its own final. But these guys it could, be. Be, it could be seen as a decider, but I, I, I'm I, just wondering, you see, um, the amount of pent-up hurt that must be um, in 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 in, in um, Monaghan, because you take 2019, that dramatic late point for me, Ryan, and you, you, you take it last year when... when um, um, ALB's dug out in nine points to one four victory, and it was a day in which Cameron O'Leary was missing, um, which which was a big loss. And and um, um, you know, they, they must be really, really hurting. And and they did everything but win the football match last year, uh, last year, Jack, the, the 2020 final. And I, I'd say St. Elby's will be forced to put their hand up on that one. Um, but credits and Elbys, they saw it out. But, um, you, you know, there must be a certain amount of pent-up heart in Monaghan that, you know, and saying to themselves, and it, you, when you look at the management team that they have, high-powered management team, with Mike Quilligan there, with Martin O'Sullivan, like they're with him since 2017. Joe Lee, there's very little that Joe Lee doesn't know about football, as we know. Like yeah. you, you've, you've James Kelly there, you've, you've Owen Hurley there, like... Um, like they, 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 they have the minds behind them on, on, on the line anyway. If, if they can, if they can translate it onto the field. Now they beat Belly Landers in the semi-final last year, and and uh, I, I think it laid the foundations for that particular victory. I was at it in the first half when when Elbis played, or sorry, when Monaghan played against the Breeze, and led for most of the first half. So it, it 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 was nearly job done at halftime, but Ballylanders had had come back into it, and I think they'd gone about a point or two ahead by halftime. Which, against with, with a strong gale force wind and having to face it in the second half, was was you know it 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 just wasn't going to happen, Jack. But having said that, Ballylanders um, really really made them work for it in the second half. They got absolutely nothing soft, but 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 they but they saw it through. And I honestly came away from that game. Um, that day I, I, in Mungret, and I can remember quite well saying to myself, "Yeah, I think I think Monaghan are primed to do the job this year." You know, but in the, in the final was a totally different game. It didn't happen, Jack. Yeah, but again, they only they were only kicked the ball away in nineteen and twenty. But again, a, a final any day um, can be won by any team. And Badlanders won three in a row before Monaghan stopped them in in twenty eighteen. So there will be. There will be revenge on the mind of both sides. Absolutely, They're like neither neither side will be will will be short of 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 motivation, and you know neither side will be short of unfinished business. Because for Ballylanders, it 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 will be to avenge that twenty eighteen defeat, which which by the way they probably didn't see coming. I'd say. Yeah. Because they they were at the height of their prowess and they haven't reached the final since and 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 for for um Monaghan, it will be to atone for you know three losses out of four finals to date like um, in in their fifth final um like it 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 would be a very very disappointing record um come Sunday evening where they appear in their fifth final and only win one yeah but we'll we'll come to your prediction at the end Matt um. We'll move on to the curtain raiser on the day at 12 o'clock. 
this Sunday in the Gaelic grounds. Ula take on the defending champions from Broadford intermediate final. I suppose it's it's strange enough that you'll see a defending champions in the intermediate grade, but from Broadford are, are looking to go back to back. Um, they were victorious over Knockany while um, Ula beat Munger St. Paul's. And when Gotfak came first, you did mention it. Ula would have been seen as outsiders against Munger who had lost finals in 19 and 20, but fully deserving of a 1-9-7 win. Yeah, yeah, and I, from what I'm hearing, very few could argue with it. Now, it was it was Ula's fifth semi-final in a row. They, they won the Junior Championship in, in, in 2016 and had appeared in all the, the subsequent intermediate semi-finals. And... Um, now they're through to the final, which is which which is a breakthrough for them. Now we did make the point last week about Mungret and the six week lapse and uh, the six weeks of inactivity, and it's it's nobody's fault. It's just that Mungret were played in the first two rounds, got the job done, and they had a buy in the third round, which meant there was they had an extra two weeks. Um, so um, and that, as I said, that's not to detract from Ula's performance because. Like you know, Ula have been building steadily, and if 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 you look at them, um, they 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 have, they have they have a number of county players now with county experience, which will be very very important. Of course, you have Amy Ryan and and um, you you know you know um, Captain Fitzgibbon, um, Cameron Dwyer, Leah Leah Coughlin, you know there's and th there are others that have you know so they won't be short of experience. Now I saw Drum Bradford. In, in the semi-final against Maru Bohor last week, uh, last Sunday. And um, it, it, it was a funny game in, in, in many ways, Jack, in that, that um, Mungret or Trum Bradford raced into a five-points lead. Um, literally before you, you, you realised the game was on, they had five points on the board within 10 minutes. And that, that, that early dominance gave way to a period of Maru Bohor dominance. Um, complete Maru Bohor dominance. It was that kind of a it was that kind of a game. And um but the Maru Bohor were they really were unable to test the the um the um the, the defensive qualities of, of, of Drum Bradford. Um, no, they shot a few wides, but they won a penalty on the twentieth minute. And Nicole Bennett, who you probably would back all day um, to bury it in the net, saw her penalty well saved by Kira McCarthy. Now that 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 seemed for to briefly arrest um, the impetus and and um, Morubo being on the front foot and and um, Drum went down at the other end of the field and uh, got two points. And at this stage, there were seven points to no score up. And they were desperate, desperate unlucky. Um, right on the stroke of half time, I, I think it was Arnie Cunningham hit it. A, a shot that hit the inside of the inside of a post and actually came out to safety, which doesn't happen too often. Um, had that gone in, it, it, it was game, set and match. And now there was a slight breeze that blew down from the railway in towards the Ballyhorras, Jack. All breezes don't blow from the Ballyhorras. Mm -hmm. um, this one was blowing towards the Ballyhorras. But straight after halftime, um, the Maru Bohor got a couple of points. And, and then about seven or eight minutes into the second half, they lost Megan Buckley, their county player midfielder, um, 
who was an influential figure in, in and had scored a point at that stage, um, had scored one of the two points. But um, you, you felt right that the, the comeback was was on. But no, um, uh, Drum steadied the ship and and um, tacked on a couple of points and were 10 points to two ahead at the second water break. And really, there, there was... There was really no way back for Morubo. They, they saw it out comfortably. The McCarthy's uh, in in the spine of the defence. The county players may have it full back, Neve it at at, um, at 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 centre back. I thought Anna Cunningham was, was outstanding in the forwards. Um, she she scored four points from play, but she she made a pure nuisance of herself as far as um, as far as um, the Morubo defence was 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 concerned. Her her energy and 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 her, her general play. She was. I thought she was really very good. But um, yeah, drum 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 have learned from last year. I saw him last year. Um, now they, they are missing Norma O'Sullivan, um, one of their um, stalwarts at midfield. Um, she's she's in Vietnam for a year, and um, she she certainly is a loss. But um, yeah, they 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 are a very strong side. Drum are a very very strong side. But this this final Jack. <coughs> it's beautifully set up um, in that <coughs> excuse me that they've already met in the group stages yeah I was just going to get into that and it, and it ended 113 to 110 yeah. so there, there is nothing between these two no and, and Ula lost that game obviously and, and they, they won the other game against Sakani to go through but against Father Casey's in the quarter final they really hit their groove, scored 4-14, and then obviously got over the hump of the semi-final. So, yeah. like, the monkeys have to back for Ula. They'll have no kind of fear, I suppose, going into this final. They've got past that semi-final, and a team like that is very dangerous going up against defending champions. Oh, very, very dangerous. Absolutely very, very dangerous. And, um, you, you know, um, we, we spoke about Bally Landers and Mona Gay and Drum making the bright stats, but um, I, at one stage, um, um, Ula were leading Mungret 1-4 to a point. So that the, the writing was probably on the wall early for Mungret at that stage. Now I know at one stage in the second half Mungret clawed it back one six to six points, but um, Ula found an extra gear then and tacked on tacked on three points. Um, like Richard Bowles is the manager of of, of Ula, well known former Limerick goalkeeper. So there won't be too much that, and of course, a Nula native, um, that 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 he won and his management team won about football. So, yeah, uh, drunk drum Bradford, um, they're in for one hell of a task now. Um, but they showed in last year's final, I think, Jack, that um, uh, when the chips are down and when the gauntlet was thrown at them by Mungret St. Paul's in last year's final, that they got over the hump. Yeah, they did, and I suppose that's just the, the, the tip of the iceberg for ladies' football this weekend. I get your prediction. On that game, but we also have semi-finals. Um, let me just get them up here. We have Adair versus um, Grudy Gales. That game is played on Sunday, so it will be clashing with the finals, which is, I suppose, unfortunate. Then we have um, Galti Gales are playing Ate on Saturday. And then in the Junior B, we have Drum Broadford versus Ate as well. So just to cast an eye over them games, Matt, how do you see them going? And of course, you know the the the, the one thing that that surprises me uh, about all that is the the fact to see Ate playing at junior level. Um, it's not too very long ago since they won ten senior titles in a row. Um, you know they 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 certainly are the fallen giants of 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 um, 
Limerick, Limerick ladies football, but there, there seemed to be a revival there. I suppose at the start of the year that um, uh, when you when you would see uh, and um, again this is this is no disrespect to Grudy Gales um, that you you would say that that, that the, the likely winner of the ASME of the A Championship was was going to come from a trio of a Dare Galty Gales and a Tay. I know Grudy Gales will have other ideas about that, but they they would have seemed to have been the favourites at the outset. Um, he, Galty Gales are having a good year, Jack. They're they're do, they're doing they're doing an awful lot of good work. Um, it could be an Adair Galty Gales final. Yep. You know they may have enough to get over a Tay, um, which they, again they would be me- measurable together. measurable progress for them. But I I suppose that they are the favourites there, Jack. Yeah, and um, I suppose they topped the group alongside Galty Gales. So we know surprised to see them in the final together. Um, that's our action this weekend at Ladies Football. Um, I think they're going to be streamed. But they're on the Gaelic Crowns and I'd advise people to get out and, and support the games because if the, the Hurling County final is anything to go by, this Sunday should be a very memorable event. And I suppose next weekend then, we will have the Camogie finals in the two Gaelic Crowns. You have Kalidi versus Newcastle West in a repeat of last year's final and you have Capamore who were last year's runners-up in Intermediate against Mona Lee. And I, We'll talk about them games in depth next week, Matt. But I suppose for the new manager, John Lillis, who was um, involved um, last year in 2021, it's a first chance for John, I suppose, to see the, the players as manager. So you, I, I presume you weren't too surprised about his appointment. No, no. He was part of Pat Ryan's back backroom team. And, um, you, you know, it, 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 it was a seamless um, appointment um, in, in, in that was done with minimum fuss. And I suppose it was judicious that it should be done um, in good time for the county finals, as was the new ladies football manager, because I suppose um, that that is an opportunity to see um, some of the best teams are the best teams in the county in the particular year and to see how how, how the various players um, show up and stand up in, on, on those situations. Yeah, he was part of Pat Ryan's team last year and... and um, it, it, it is kind of a seamless transition in many ways in that a lot of his back team backroom team um he ha- he has retained so um uh, let let's hope that the foundation that pat had set there lay there because i suppose by any standard jack and i'm, I'm still a bit peaked over um over over the game against wexford um uh, it, it it was a good year for uh, a decent year for Limerick Camogie in that um, uh, we comfortably avoided relegation um, with that win over Offaly. It was a hard-won win, but um, now that 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 day in Wexford, um, I, you know, I'm I'm against Wexford. I'm still very annoyed about it. Um, very annoyed, like that that there's a close in free given in the very last minute, and that the whistle is blown from the puck out. Um, I I just wonder and. You know, I've made inquiries as whether the referee had intimated that um, it was the last book of the game or not, because um, it would have ramifications were it were it half blocked or had had she to score direct. So um, I don't know, but we came that close, Jack, to, to a quarter final, mm. which 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 is which is the ultimate goal, and then then you had the juniors going all the way to the semi final, so. Like and um, going to the semi-final of the of of the league and and um, like 
I think overall we we, we it, it 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 was it was a decent year for Limerick Camogie. I, I I think the building blocks are there now, yeah. and um, it, it, it you know it it just suits it um, that that to somebody that was really part of the system um, as recently as as this year that that would take the reins for next year. So we wish John Lillis the very very best of luck. Yeah, I was just going to echo there with the building blocks. I think Pat Ryan put down the building blocks and now it's up to John and his background team to continue in that vein because it was a positive year overall for Limerick Camogie and I'm sure it'll be two exceptional Oh yeah but they, 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 they were, there were some exceptional players actually in the junior team Pat that are um, Jack that 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 I would be expecting that um, uh, would, would, would be stepping up you know we saw how Anya Cunningham um, made a successful transition during the year because she started the year with the junior team and yeah, had an outstanding the game there that was she only won. She had only one game there because, um, you know, you talk about being uh, out of their depth, but, um, you know, she was way above the standard. She was absolutely outstanding in that game, and, you know, she made a very quick and successful transition and made her debut below in in in, um, in Ennis against against Clare in the league, and and you know was was wasn't at all out of place, and and has has gone on from there, and I have no doubt will go on in the coming year. Yeah, and, and there's loads, there's loads more players like that. And um, we've obviously seen the the underage sides in Limerick Camogie have done very well in recent years. And there's a good few of them played junior last year. That well, you 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 certainly have the like of Michelle Cotton, which we've spoken about. And uh, you know, when it comes to 2021, Michelle will want to forget about it. You know, and and she's jolly good reason for it. Um, I don't think she was fairly treated by the authorities, and I'm not blaming Limerick Camogie. Um, yeah. uh, she's one that's going to step up, and I think LB Larkin is another one that's going to be um, has 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 a few a huge future. And what about Valerie Shanahan? Yeah, you know, there's, 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 there's a lot there's, of players. There's um, quite, a, quite a lot of players known, and um, we certainly will have the privilege of seeing Valerie in action in in in, in the county final. Um, uh, LB, we won't. Nor Michelle, we won't. But um, we, we certainly will see her in action in, in, in the county final. Yeah, and that's all. We'll look, we'll have a full preview of, of those games next weekend. Um, before, before we get on to the Junior A, Harlan, I want to just go through uh, the Junior B championships. And we'll start here with the, the football. Those semifinals are on this weekend. Um, or sorry, Hurling, sorry. We have Bruff versus Adair and Blackrock versus Capamore. Capamore, obviously, the last side to come through after beating Newcastle West. Um, we don't need the, the semi-finals. We probably haven't seen much of the Junior B Championships from what you've seen, Matt. Um, I know we've spoken a lot about Adair. Do you still fancy Adair to get through to the final yet, at least? Well, Jack, I, Adair are the only one of the four I haven't seen. Now, I saw, I saw the South final against Bruff and Blackrock. And I made a point after it. It was of such a standard that that um, I, I said to a couple of people after, I said, it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if those two teams met in the county final. And you're still you sticking know, with that. The two, the two of them were very, very good. Now, I went out last week and um, last Saturday and I saw Capamore defeat Newcastle West in atrocious conditions. Out in Martinstown, pitch was fine, no problem whatsoever. It, it was the prevailing conditions, the rain that blew in from the railway, and again, Jack, not from the Valoras before you start. Um, uh, a torrential rain, 
But again, I thought for Junior B, Jack, that the standard was very, very high. Yeah, I understand. Whatever games I've seen so far in Junior B has been very high standards. Very, very high standard. I, I, I thought, and it, it sort of, it, it, it sort of made me reflect, you know, on, 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 um, um, my belief that Black Rock and Bruff could meet in the final. Um, it's not as clear cut as that. Um, Capamore, they're a dogged side, and it's not too long ago since they won it. And um, they, 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 they have a few players that have come back um, from senior to lend a hand, lend their experience. For instance, um, the intermediate manager, Declan Deer, lined out at midfield. Um, Tommy Ryan, who was such a stalwart for, for so many years, in, in he, 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 he was in goal. Mm. And he kept a clean sheet, uh, despite saving an absolute bullet from Kean Sheehan. Um, absolutely earned his keep, but it 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 was um it it, it was it I thought it was a, a good standard of hurling, and um, if if you just walk in casually off the road and and saw the game and uh, you, you know you'd need a little convincing that was Juno B. Yeah, and I suppose it's, just, it's all feeding down from Limerick being so successful that the interest is there and players are playing and. But this was Jack, despite despite the torrential rain that came down. This mm. is the point I'm trying to make. Like the, the the circumstances. Now the pitch was fine, and then the pitch was fine the following morning for Drum and Bohr. But like the prevailing conditions were not certainly conducive to playing good hurling. But credit both sides. Yeah, I think I think every side this year has really shown the, like an adept, uh, an adaptability to deal with them. Um, Conditions, because you really don't know until the whistle is blown what kind of um kind of wind, rain, drive, sun you're going to get. Remember, we were in Rakeel that fateful morning for the quarterfinals of the football, and it was lovely beforehand. And the last rain it was grand afterwards. But please God, the weather will stay somewhat acceptable over the weekend for all the games. We obviously have football as well as well. That's the hurling again. And um, we have football this weekend: Galbally versus Nakaderi and Clahan versus Granada Bad and Gary. Both games again on Saturday. Um, we kind of had tipped the West teams at the start of the year, Matt. I've been inclined definitely to stick that side. Um, I think Granabell and Gary are very strong. Now, the other game, I think, is a bit more even, but I just side towards Nakaderi. What would your thinking be on those games? I know, Jack, you're being one bit parochial, just as I wasn't <sighs> being parochial when I was talking about the South teams. But, hey, presto, I agree totally with you. That's that's a first here, and only 162 episodes in. But I, I just think I just think Granada and Gary yeah. could definitely play junior A football, um, and have for la- could could have for the last few years. And I think Nakaderi are probably the yeah. same. Um, I know they're both probably hurling first kind of clubs, but then again, Galway and Clahan, it's their second side. But you don't know how strong they're going to be. Like if you the later you get into a championship, Matt, the harder it is to call. That the harder it is to call, and of course, um, um, there, there, there's none of the Clahan or, or Galbley players going to be burned anymore. So they have what they have, and and um, um, you know, I, I I have no doubt that they, they'll make a fair cut for it. But I I'm inclined to side with with your analysis of it, Jack, and that, that um, traditionally when it comes to football, the Western Division has has been the strongest. And um, you would probably have seen those teams at first hand, um, probably playing Ballysteen and what have you in the in the West Championship. But from this remove, anyway, it would look as if 
the um, the um, West final could also be the county final. I, yeah. I I would say that with more certainty in football than I would say that the West that the South final in hurling could be the county final, and and um, because I think there and and uh, and um, Capamore will have a say in it. Um, but you know, I I still think that's probably the way it'll pan out. But um, we'll never knows. Yeah, we will know after again. But the one thing is for sure: if a team has got to the semi-finals, junior B competitions, and um, they're definitely doing something right because it is a very hard competition to get out of. I've played it first time; like it's it's dogged down there. But as we said, like the standard is definitely strong this year. Um, I suppose another main attraction this weekend, and probably the main attraction on Saturday, is the junior A hurling final between Caroline and St. Kieran's. And before we get in to the game itself, Matt, it's probably fair to say that you wouldn't have picked out this as a potential final start of the year? No, no, no. That, that's absolutely, totally right, Jack. Um, you're totally correct. And I, I don't think that, um, if, if you're honest, um, um, uh, and at, at the outset and discussing um, um, the prospects of clubs in, in, in the um, 2021 Limerick Junior A Championship, I don't think either side would appear on the radar. As, as being, you know, potential winners. Um, but one of them is going to be a winner now, and, and they're there. And, Jack, you would have to say that they're there on merit. Now, it, 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 it's a long, arduous campaign. And um, it, it, the, the, the beauty about this is um, that there can be no arguments about one team having a semi-final and one team having a quarter-final or any of that. Um, all teams have the same opportunities, they play five group games, they play a quarterfinal and they play a semi-final. These two teams, Jack, have have lost a game each. So, like, mm. there can be no arguments. And interestingly, and I, I, I was looking at it earlier in the week, um, the game that, that um, St. Kieran's lost was in the opening round against Kiltili Drumkeen. When, when when they suffered a very very heavy defeat, yeah, and like um, the omens at that stage were not good. Now I know probably at that stage they had um, they, they 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 still were probably involved in the football, and they had the little matter of survival in the football, you know. But once the football got out of the way, they they they, they had a clear run at it. But by God, they, they, did they take their chances, Jack? Um, I saw him against Dune in 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 the. Um, Quarterfinal, and while I predicted that they would beat Dune, um, I, I thought I didn't see county championship material in them. Um, but they went on, and they they, they they had a very good win over Barry Brick and Bohemore in 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 the, in the semi final. And like this is a Barry Brick and Bohemore, which w we were among those that were that fancied them as being mm. possible contenders. They were the only side that inflicted defeat in Caroline. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, which they did in round three. Um, they beat him by, was it 117 to 17 points? There was just, just a goal yeah. in it. And I'm, I'm not sure if, if that's the right points tally, but that's that's a ballpark figure of what the score was. Maybe it was 115 to 15, but that, that's that's what it was anyway. So, um, you know, the, the, Caroline have been remarkably consistent, Jack. Rem remarkably consistent. And and um, 
like I, I think when Caroline really, really made a statement, you know, and confirmed their pedigree as potential champions, was in the knockout stages. Because if 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 you remember at the concluding stages of the group groups, Jack, there was an awful lot of people talking up about Bally Brown. Yeah. And for good reason. Like they had been hugely, hugely impressive in in in, in the um in the group stages, including that that famous victory over over Castletown Bally Grand, which ultimately cost Castletown Bally Grand, who I thought would have been favourites from the outset. Um, that 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 championship hopes, and they, they, um, Caroline dug out a very good win against against Barry Brown, and you might say, you know, it, life didn't get any easier for them when they got to the semi final because, um, you, you know, they they they, they, they faced a bang in for them, uh, Saint Patrick's, with with yeah. the, with the Hegarty brothers on on top of their game, yeah, and they got over that. You know, so like I, 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 for both sides, I don't think there can be any argument um, about their credentials to be there. No, definitely. Now, and I know Fianna Kilmeady possibly lost out on scoring difference, um, but look, it is what it is now. Um, I, if you look at the forum guide. The best two teams during the group stages and obviously during the knockout stages to date will contest the county final on Saturday. Yeah, and I think I, I could be wrong with scores. I think they both beat St. Pat's by three points, so it'll give you an indication of how close the teams are. But on Kieran's for a second, they haven't conceded a goal um since the group stages and didn't concede a goal in their final round. So they've you saw them play against a uh, doing first hand. They're obviously an extremely hard team to break down. They're a very hard team to break down, and they're, 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 they're an awful hard core of experience, um, because it's nine years since they won the, the, the uh, since they won the Limerick Junior Championship, and they went on to reach the Munster Club's final that year, Jack, and they were beaten by two points by Kildare in the Munster final, and very, very, very unlucky. And that there's a core of that team around still, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, John Graney is there the, the three McCarthy's are there Anthony Molno is there Johnny Nolan is there You know Ian Mackesy is there um, There are others You know um, And that that's that's invaluable experience And um, I, 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 I Looking at those particular players And now they have younger players as well um, But I I thought in that victory over Dune The amount of um, Influence that those particular players um, particularly Anthony Mulno inside the corner forward. He's a handful. Make yeah. no mistake about it. Um, you know, the amount of, of influence that they exerted on that game and the amount that they put into winning that game, you know, was absolutely phenomenal. Now, they, they've, they've good young players as well. You know, the McInerney, Sean Ryan, all these lads, good lads. And, and um, you know, and but, but, but they, they have this core of players who are very, 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 very solid. And, and you know, um, we'll have experience, of course, Jack, of, of, of what it takes to win a county championship and what it takes to get to finals. And, you know, we're very, very unlucky that day in Mallow. I, you know, they came oh so close. I, I, I remember at the last minute, 
um, a line ball came into the square and and um, Johnny McCarthy got a touch to it and it just went wide, um, you know. And had it gone in, you know, it it it, it you know they, they 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 were that near to being monster champions. So um, they, 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 have, they have a hardcore of those players still around. And, and um, like, you, you know, I, I think it counts for a lot. Yeah, well, at the same token, Caroline will have experience of playing in Trinidad. Now, they haven't won since 2007, so I, could, I don't think there's anyone left. But they do have players that played intermediate as, as recently as five or six years ago. And in, in Andrew Brennan, they'll have a fellow that will score from anywhere if he's given the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. I suppose you you know you stand you, you talk about standout performers in 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 um in in particular championships, and we were we were talking about it in the context of the hurling championship and the football championship and what have you. You know, from all the evidence and from all I'm hearing and reading about the present Limerick Junior A Championship is that Andrew Brennan is the standout performer in this in this in this particular championship and. That that he's he's making this 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 Caroline team tick. Now he's 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 playing at centre forward. I understand in the semi final, um, he had a battle royale with um with with um Gerard Hegarty. Um, so yeah, he's he's one of the standout performers. Now Colum Hickey, who's been around a long long time and has represented Limerick, now he's on the bench and you know I, I think he's sub goalkeeper. I'm not sure, but. Certainly, you know, if an hour of need, um, Colum Hickey, who had um, who had a very, very good run with Gary Spillane, including a county senior medal, I, I think, um, with with the bouncers, um, would would be, would be somebody to call on and um, uh, one one um, a monster under twenty one medal in, in two thousand when Limerick beat Waterford and Dungarvan six points to four, um, so. Yeah, and they 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 have other players there that 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 have have quite a lot of experience, but they have they have lads coming through, um, that that's um, you know that have been involved in 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 various I I'd say probably Limerick squads, um, um, development squads without maybe making the teams. I I, I know certainly some of them were involved in the Celtic Challenge games, and and all that sort of thing. So. Yeah, they, 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 they've probably come from no, nowhere. Obviously, um, Damien Galan has gone in there. He's this is his second year. Obviously, he, he learned from what happened last year. And um, he has done a fantastic job in turning Caroline around. Yeah, and as is. you said, they're bidding for a first title in 14 years. <coughs> when they went into that particular county final in 2007 as outsiders against Effen and... and um, uh, they upscuttled the odds on, on, on the day and, and, and won. And we've seen what has happened with Effin since. Yeah, I like that word, upscuttle. I might use that going forward. Um, we've, we've nearly an hour and a clock there. I, well, I just wanted to ask this question now. It, it's not really relevant to the weekend, but um, before we get to your predictions, of course. But looking at the Munster Championships um, in the for the hurling and football, we're starting to kind of... Limerick was finished very early, in fairness to them, and I don't think any other... I think the Clare football was the first one to finish after Limerick. But we'll say for Kilmallock, it's going to be Glen Rovers or Middleton. And you've obviously done your share of work in Cork. Um, I don't know if you may have to keep up today with that championship, but which team would you fancy to get through in a week's time? I, I had a hunch about uh, Middleton from the start of the year. And you're um, I, 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 can't, I can't say that I was saying they were winners, 
But what I what I was what I what what I had a hunch was that there would be um that there would be um there'd be contenders. Well, there's certainly that. You know, and and um it, it would be disingenuous of me to say that I said that they, 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 that they'd be county champions. I didn't, but I said they'd have a say in it and that they'd be contenders. Um I I I, I you know there are an awful lot of similarities between Glen Rovers and Kilmallock in that in a couple of the group games, Glen Rovers, you know, rode their luck. Yeah. And they've played their get out of jail card. And of course they've they've had a they've had they've have a fantastic tra tradition in the in, in the Glen going all the way back and, and of course without wanting to rehash the, the whole Christie Ring influence and all all that sort of thing. But um you know I think Middleton would probably be favourites, but um, only slight favourites. Um, I w when Lynn Rovers get to the final, I wouldn't discount him for one minute. Yeah, but um, as for Kilmallock, you'd still be quite confident that Kilmallock could get through either one of them. I would. I think I would. I think yeah. I would. But yeah, it's strange to say, I think they, you know, Lynn Rovers may suit him more. Yeah, you don't know, you don't know, but Kilmallock have a great tradition in Munster. So, but that's yeah. that's that's weeks away, and then for and um, the, of course, that of course the game is in Kilmallock. Yeah, um, hopefully, and then obviously Munger St Pauls are going to play a Cork team as well. It's down to four. I'm not sure the four left. Um, it, I couldn't find results during the week, but you'd mm -hmm. imagine Munger St Pauls will probably be favourites for that game by virtue of their performance in the final. Um, yeah, intermediate. I suppose it depends who comes out of Cork. It's hard to tell when you have. Uh, Premier intermediate in Cork, Jack, is 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 um is is um is 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 of a very high standard, you know. Yeah, no, it it is, and the four teams that remain are, are very strong in their own way. But we won't. Yeah, I'll just I'll, I'll just talk you through them here if I can get them up here now. You know, um, I'm fairly sure. Battlehassig were one of them, I think. Yeah, um, well, they 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 would have the Collins brothers straight away, you know. Yeah. Um, um, you can only have so, one goal at a time, though. Is the only thing. But, well, uh, they can, they can only play one goalkeeper, you know. And I I think I might be right in saying the last Cork goalie, um, Paul, I think was his name, was also from that club. I could be wrong, though, there, Matt. But Martin I, I, Coleman was for the three in a row goalkeeper was from Ballinhasig. Yeah, and his so his he son or nephew was subsequently in goal. Now, um, we 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 we've Castle Lions, um, uh, Castle Lions would be um, that would be the club of Colum Spillane. Yeah, they were in the final last year. Um, we have Corsi Rovers, um, Valley Rovers, Valley, Valley Rovers would be from Innis Shannon, and. Um, would be the home club of one uh, of Cork's greatest um, um, GA administrators and and um, former president of the association, Con Murphy, was a Valley Rovers man, and um, Balan Hassig. You're right, Balan Hassig. That that would be the the, the Collinses and 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 the um, and the um, Coleman's. Yeah. Um, two go two goalkeeping dynasties down in Balan Hassig, on yeah, the main road down to Bandon. There's great pedigree in, in a pedigree in those Cork teams, right? Still, I, I think regardless of what comes through, I would still be back in Munger just the way they play. But going on to the football then briefly, Matt, um, Newcastle West will play the Ward for winners. That's down to Denier and Rat Gormuk. Um, 
you'd have to fancy the Nair, and they did beat Adair quite comprehensively a few years back. But I was only saying during the week, if I could get odds on Newcastle to win Munster, I'd put a few pounds on it. I'm not a betting man by any means, but I just think Newcastle, I can't imagine there's a squad stronger than them in Munster. Um, but you, would you fancy the Nair to be the ones to play Newcastle in Newcastle? I would, and I'd, I'd fancy him to be tough customers. The Nair or Newcastle? No, Nair. The Nair. Yeah, no, they have some good footballers. I think they have Jamie Barron and they also have yeah. Kyle Gleeson, who's a very, very good footballer. I yeah, they, 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 they would be the football equivalent of Four Mile Water. Hmm. So they'd, um, the, they'd also be the football equivalent of Belly Gunner in Watford. That's their perennial winner. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, sorry, uh, the football equivalent is the wrong word. They'd, 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 they'd be the um, they'd be the football arm of Four Mile Water hurling. Yeah, and um, uh, certainly they, they they would be Watford's equivalent to Belly Gunner as in in terms of dominance and and. Um, uh, certainly, they 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 they'll be tough customers, Jack. Yeah, well, you would know. I would take anything. I, I would take anything at all for granted against the Nair. Or Rat Garmouth, but I'm just saying. I think Newcastle are strong. But we have one definite pairing. It's Kalaya Palace Kenry versus Corafin Day One. Not Corafin from Galway. Not to confuse them. Uh, Clare's Corafin won the Clare Championship um, on Sunday. No, I can't say that I've seen him. But Newcastle West, or sorry, Kalaya Palace Kenry would have that added advantage of having played Munster. Relatively recently, I know it's a big step up, but at least for KP, they they can actually say we're playing this team. Do you know the rest yeah, of the absolutely, and um, you 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 know they they will have a sense of of um, why what the what the monster championship um, takes, you know. And um, uh, as for Carafin, I know absolutely nothing about him. I must confess, Jack. And same as so, so when when you'll come to put me on the spot about it, I better get acquainted with him and and. Um, and um, um, you know, but you, you, you no, it's the Carafin have home advantage, whatever that means. Whether the game is in Carafin or whether it is at a Clare venue, I'm, I'm, I'm not so sure. Um, which certainly will be a good start for them. And um, um, yeah, you know, these games can go anywhere, Jack, and it's going to be, it's going to be in December. Yeah, it's December fourth or fifth, so we'll have a research yeah. done by then. We'll be able to tell you all about um, yes, Corrifin and whoever the Nair or Rack Armok and also we'll, we'll, uh, we'll be experts on Corrifin by then. Yeah, and I think the Mount Collins are playing the Tip Champions. I think there are still four teams left in that. Yeah, um, so we we can get all no. those games. I just thought it was interesting that we actually finally had a pairing that um, the Lion Pals can really know who they're going to play. Um, now, um, St. Kearns or Caroline are going to be playing Belly Giblin. Belly Giblin is the hurling arm of Mitchellstown, who I'd be quite familiar with, and they'll have a certain Dara Flynn who scored all those points in the Munster final against Limerick's under 20s. I thought that championship was only at the semi final stage. I thought they only won. Yeah, well, then, uh, yeah, I'm just going through. Then you oh. have pa Passage West. Um, you have St. Itis. Seamus Harnady. Seamus Harnady and Drum Tariff, which is the home club of Conor O'Callaghan, O'Call isn't it? The under 20. Keen O'Callaghan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Drum Tariff lost the final last year. But I, as I said, we'll have our research done for the most championships that we know exactly about, about all these clubs, Matt. But um, before we finish up, we'll come back to our own and we'll finish with what we kind of know about. I want to say we're getting well. You're definitely 
getting better week on week. I'll put up the scores in our predictions. Um, you correctly said Monaghan, Bennett Anders and Drum Bradford. I had gone for ALBs and we had both gone for Mungriff. You're five points ahead. I'm running out of games to catch you, man. Um, not to mind getting them right. But we'll go we'll go forward with our um, predictions for this week. Uh, I'll keep it to three. We'll keep it to the two finals, the three finals, the ladies football finals and the junior A. And then we'll next week have the Camogie ones. And we might go into Munster, we'll see. But for the time being, Matt, um, Bailanders and Monaghan, you didn't... I suppose spill much, so you might tell us which way you're siding with and who and why. I suppose I'm siding with Monaghan, and I hope I'm wrong. And that's no disrespect to Monaghan because I have the utmost respect for him. But Ballyland is my club. Um, but I, I have a sense that there is that pent up heart in, in, in Monaghan that you know that they're going to move mountains, um, to ensure that. They won't be remembered as a team that lost four out of five or lost or lost three in a row, and I'm going for them to win it by about two points. Yeah, I, look, I didn't, I didn't see, I didn't see by Landers at the weekend, but I saw him on again, and I was very, very impressed with him. I just thought a complete side match, just uh, no real weaknesses. They were very, very efficient in front of goals. They were very stubborn at the back. They moved the ball well. They've brilliant players. I'm going to go Monaghan by four, but. Again, it's a toss of a coin and a county final day. Ula versus Drum Broadford. Obviously, Drum Broadford, defending champions. Do you think they'll retain their title or will we have a new winner? Yeah, I'm, I'm going with Drum Broadford by three, Jack, because um, um, I'm, my prediction is not conditioned or, or influenced in the slightest by the result when they met in the group stages. Um, what is um, influencing my thinking is that, that um, I, I don't think that from Bradford, even though they won very comfortably 12 points to three in the semi-final. I don't think they were at their best. There's room for improvement. Now, it's a quick turnover of a week, but um, I think with Massey McCarthy and and um, Kevin Noonan, Siobhan McCarthy um, uh, on, 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 the, on the sideline, that, that, that they will find, I think, that extra five or 10%. So I, I'm, I'm going with Drum Bradford by I'm three. I'm going to go with Ula by two points. I think, um, first off, just to get that monkey off your back to get through to a final, mm-hmm. it can kind of be a relief to some side. Some side takes as a burden. But also, it's hard to beat a team twice in the same year, Matt. And obviously, Trump Rodford took that first game. Um, Ula will be looking for revenge and no better place to get revenge in the final day. So I'm just going to side with Ula by two points. And then the Junior A Hurling on Saturday, Kieran's and Caroline. I'm going with Kieran's by two. Kieran's by two. I'm gonna go with St. Kieran's by one. Um I don't I don't think it'll be a very high scoring game, Matt. From what we've seen of, of both sides, probably more St. Kieran's, they do like to keep it tight. So it probably won't be the most high scoring game, but should be very entertaining all the time. Should be very entertaining. There doesn't a doubt about that. Um uh, it, it should be an entertaining game. I'm really, really looking forward to it, as I always look forward to the Junior A final because it, it's invariably a cracker, and and um, it you know it's 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 clubs trying to move up the ladder, and um, it's 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 fantastic that tis and um, you know that his two first teams are two um, it will say exclusively Junior hurling clubs. That, that that are contesting the final. So, like, there's going to be a new name in intermediate ranks at the end of the year or at the end of uh, of the day on Sunday on Saturday. So, um, not not that either side will be unfamiliar with with intermediate championship because 
like they were both in the intermediate championship up to what 2018 I think um St Kieran's fell out and um I think was it 2015 uh, you know, fell out, or, or you know, got got de demoted. Um, so, like, you know, there's the prize of being junior champions, and of course, there's the prize of of of, of making that step up and testing against them, um, um, against the the higher level. So, you know, um, but I'm I'm going for Cairns. Yeah, I'm gonna go Cairns. Well, I suppose the likes of um Crocodil Finney, Lion Palace, Kenry that have come through those ranks in recent years can be kind of a motivation for these sides that the gap isn't that big now it is it is it is very big to get to the top but like i mean incremental steps as all these clubs can take and cairns and carolina are only 60 minutes away from that but it promises to be a crack and final that's on at kilmallock at three o'clock on saturday morning is it two or three jack oh maybe it's two o'clock um i thought it was i thought it was three but i'll just you i'll check that there for you um obviously we don't want to get that wrong the ladies football um, finals. We have the curtain raiser Ula versus Drum Broadford at 12 noon. And then we have Ballylanders versus Mona Gay. That game throws in at quarter past two. And um, that's been changed. I'm just getting up to Junior A here. To, it's two o'clock. You are right. Caroline yeah. versus St. Cairns is two o'clock in Kilmallock. You missed the first half, Jack. <laughs> I know. I'd be, I'd be there nice and early anyway. So uh, I'd be there. Well, if I went, if I thought I was on a three, I would be there probably around the start of it. But um, a great, a great weekend of action, Lane. Great, great, absolutely fantastic weekend, and um, we'll have plenty to look back on next week, anyway, and plenty to look forward to again because we'll have the two Jonah B finals to look forward to. Plus, of course, um, Camogie's Red Letter Day, yeah, County Camogie final day. Yeah, it's all very busy. I thought we might have a bit of a break there before the Munster, but um, I've there's been games every week, and it's brilliant to have these games to to look forward to and look back on and. I suppose outside of that, um, I have been doing running polls on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for a senior hurling championship team of the year. Um, it's been dominated by Kilmallock so far, but I can't help out the public vote in Kilmallock were very good. And I suppose it's um, a people are asking how it's done. It's a percentage of each social media just to get the the best, I suppose, range of votes. So percentage from mm -hmm. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Some people have missed out because of it, but sure, look, it's all for fun. Anyone? What's that, what's the what's the team lining up at the moment, Jack? Uh, Barry Hennessy in goals, then Joy, Marco Lachlan, and Liam English make up an all Kilmallock back four. And then you have Carl Downs was the first wing back, Dermot Burns at centre back, just got ahead of Conor McSweeney. And the other wing back is Philip O'Loughlin. I don't know if that's announced yet, but I have. I have the calculations done. It's ready to go. So there's there's a breaking news for Philip O'Loughlin um, into the number seven chart. At the moment, if you wanted to vote, Matt, on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, it's Robbie Handley versus William O'Donoghue. Yes. But, um, I saw I did, that. My, I did my own team in the paper in the post, if anyone wants to read that. But sure, look, again, it's all for fun. And anyone that was even nominated or spoken about, look, they had a brilliant year. Um, we had so many players this year in the Harland Championship, Matt. We saw a lot of games. So a lot of people put their hand up maybe to say if John Kiley was, was looking at him and they're getting it. But at the end of the day, look, it, it's all for fun, isn't it, Matt? It is. It is. It is. And and is, is, is uh, at the end of the day, it's all a matter of opinion. Yeah, look, it's all opinions. If you disagree, look, you feel free to get in touch. There, there's no issues there because, look, it's my opinion to to nominate him. Now, I did ask a few weeks ago people to put forward their names and I did take all that in consideration. But um, 
look, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for the people that got picked and for those that get picked and your name was there, look, you, you had a stellar year. So I think I'll leave my rambling there for today, Matt. I don't think we've missed anything. We have loads of games to look forward to. In case you missed it, mistook me a while ago, it's two o'clock on Saturday, the Junior A Harlem final. The intermediate football, ladies football is 12 noon and the senior football final ladies is on a quarter past two. So again, huge thank you to, to everyone that um listened and watched or whatever way you're, you're viewing just, it. And just a final dollars. reminder, Jack, a final reminder um, when, when people will be criticising, oh, you, you, you backed against us. We don't we don't poke a ball nor we don't kick a ball. Well, I try I try to still Simone until the back gives way. In the big games, no, definitely not. Um, so, we're, we're only looking at it and look, we're just trying to give you an opinion. We're look we're getting great feedback and everyone that I suppose we better say, Matt, anyone that says it to us um in person, look, we really appreciate all the feedback. Um I was talking to one of the Newcastle boys straight after the county final and he was saying that I had him backed and that you know, Again, all for all for a bit of fun. Look, we just want to promote Limerick Sport and we're doing our best. And thank God we've been given such brilliant days recently, Matt. We've been blessed like to be a part of a Limerick podcast recently, haven't we? Absolutely, absolutely. And long may it continue, Jack. Yeah, long may it continue. And I think I think we'll leave it with there. Um, we'll let you play out with the, the experts who have done it on the field. But for myself and Matt, a huge thank you to everyone who watched and for me personally, thank you, Matt. And we'll be in touch soon. Um, I'll see you at the final, but we'll be in touch with the, the public later to look back on what promised to be a great weekend of action. So thank you very much. The impression again we get all with what you put into it's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, it's Shawnee Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me find out there from the world court today. No more about him. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. No sympathy in this 